0: The following podcast was improvised without a script. Radio 680, The Voice of Syracuse. Good evening,
1: Syracuse. This is Howard K. Burns, and it is time for another point. Other Point, the riveting debate show here on Radio 680, where we solve issues of the day. Today, contentious debate, escalators versus stairs. We welcome to the microphones Julia Krotzer from the Escanaba Escalator Company. Hello, Julia.
2: Hello, thank you. I'm happy to be here.
1: And Gordon Licorice, stair enthusiast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Gordon, uh, It stairs seem so ridiculously
3: prehistoric why why well certainly they're prehistoric just like the alligator they're millions of years old and they still work well but progress we're talking progress gordon well stairs are progress i mean have you ever walked up a long flight of stairs by the second step you're already making progress Oh, I love me some stairs. Ever watch that movie Rocky where he runs up them stairs? Oh, that's exciting stuff there.
1: I'm going to hold back your enthusiasm for just a moment while I turn it over to Julia Kratzer from the Escanaba Escalator Company. Yes, thank you. Uh, How long have you been in the escalator biz?
2: um i've been in it about 12 years now I'm, I'm i'm very proud of my work and i'm i'm excited to be a part of the uh, escalator business and uh and i'm so glad that you mentioned earlier about progress because we are talking about progress here it is is progress that you have automatically rotating stairs i mean why would you keep stepping 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 we can just stand there
1: we're talking about progress but we're talking about putting good-natured stair builders out of business are we not julia
2: well, there's always going to be a need for stair builders, but I, uh, you know, realistically, uh, escalators are, are are certainly more efficient in places like shopping malls, and uh, you know, some people do want them in their homes, but uh, but it, it, it's it's more efficient and it's it's it can be so much more relaxing and less exhausting. Just as your your other guest here, Gordon, is talking about walking up flights of stairs, and Rocky Balboa, he was exhausted when he got to the top of those stairs. Imagine if there was an escalator there. Oh, Gordon,
3: yeah. no, no, he wasn't exhausted. He was. A fine, fit man, oh, and I
2: seem to remember him doubled over and huffing and puffing. Mm-hmm.
3: well, he was running for for that whole song.
1: Well, but here we are, 40 years later, and uh, Rocky Balboa, now a wobbly-kneed old man, mm-hmm. and stairs are the bane of wobbly-kneed yes. old men. Thank you.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, I have to disagree with you there. It's the escalator that's the, the trouble one, because an old man trying to get on an escalator, ooh, it could be tough. Why, well, I, I know of a guy who, uh, who fell when he was on the escalator, and Oh, he tumbled for a good 25 minutes.
2: Yes, but it would have just kept bringing him up and bringing him up. It's not like he would have just landed on the ground and like hit his head.
1: Mr. Licorice brings up a good point, Julia. What about shoelaces?
2: Well, that is a concern. That um, you have a good point, and we do put lots of signage up on our escalators to warn people. They do have to take some personal responsibility when they step onto one of our escalators. So there's there's that. Um, we also do have some automatic uh, 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 pause buttons. If someone's uh, you know starts getting sucked into the escalator, um, then it, they, if they get too far in, they they might possibly get wound up in the gears. But there is a button that someone can hit that they can stop the escalator.
1: You say that very lightly, however. I- I have a report here that says from the Centers for Disease Control that this year alone, escalators have killed. 7 million people.
2: Well, there there is a risk. And it, again, people just must assume that personal risk. But there is a risk also for climbing stairs. I mean, if you get there's, tired, there's, if you trip. There's
3: not a risk. That's why they put those landings a ri- halfway through so you have a place to rest. That's what the landings are for. And then, you know, five have hours you, later, you excuse, get to the top of it. Excuse me. I, okay. Excuse me. Mm-hmm, but have mm-hmm. you ever grabbed hold of that rubber handrail thing that the escalator has Who knows who's been touching that? That's just gross. Don't change the subject, Mr. Licorice. No, I'm I'm not changing the subject. I'm telling you that escalators are a menace. Where escalators have shoelace problems, stairs have banana peels, and that is a menace. Well, I'll tell you right now, if you see yourself between an escalator and the stairs, I'll take the stairs 100% of the time.
2: You don't see a lot of banana peels on an escalator. I just, just want to say.
3: Well, and if they, if they are on there, what's going to happen? You'll just ride
1: right up with the banana peel. Exactly. You, you will not
3: fall.
2: Mm-hmm. Thank you.
3: Uh, uh, well, you know what happens when an escalator breaks? What? It becomes stairs.
1: I, uh, I'm i shocked. Uh, that is an amazingly coherent point, Mr. Licorice. Uh, and I do have to, I think, side with you. Stairs are the superior object over escalators. I, I, I'm sorry, Julia. Uh, that's just that's just the stance that I well, have I to take. Well, I understand
2: that's your opinion yeah. and you're welcome to it.
1: Yeah, yeah them, Those escalators, they're up to something. You can take your new fangled escalators and just hit the road with them. I have no interest in that at all. Uh, for Point Other Point, I am Howard K. Burns. Thanks to both my guests today. We'll be back in another week uh, with tall people versus short people here on Point Other Point On Radio 680.
0: Later tonight on Radio 680, the latest adventures of Elliot Steele, Gunshot Gumshoe. Hello.
3: I'm Orville Orwell, no relation, of Orwell's Chemical Company. As you know, when my grandfather started this company... He was selling melons out of the back of a horse-drawn cart. And now, we're the 15th largest chemical producing company in the whole world. Uh, We've been doing this a long time. And I want to thank you for keeping the business going for us as we give to you everything that we can to make your life easier.
1: I use chemicals in my breakfast cereal. It makes them taste sweet. I've been using chemicals for the past five years and I love it. I don't
2: care that all my teeth fell out and that I'm 35. I love rubbing chemicals on my body and especially my face and rubbing them around the lips because they make me look beautiful.
3: <laughs> That's right. Orwell chemicals have touched every part of your body, and you're happier for it. Isn't that right, first grade teacher Ellen Weiss?
2: Absolutely. There's nothing like chemicals in the classroom. The children love them almost as much as I do. The burning of the eyes, the tingling in the nose keeps them awake and alert. It helps mop up the throw up. That's right. After the chemicals caused the children to puke, we just put more
3: chemicals on the puke and mop it up. Keeping your schools clean for a hundred years now, Orwell Chemicals. We're in every part of your life. Thanks,
2: Orwell. Not only did I get cancer of the lip, but you cured my cancer of the lip with more chemicals.
1: When I, when I go fishing, I don't even use a fishing pole. I just put chemicals and the fish come just floating to the top. And I just grab them and eat them. They're good.
3: Cancer. That's right, folks. Orwell Chemicals. Just try to get rid of us.
1: Love it. Well, I don't love it, but it was... It was something.
0: It
2: was
3: was content. (laughs)
4: Live
0: from the Radio 680 Broadcasting Headquarters, The News with Stan Wackerman
3: local man discovers how to do origami backwards more on this story as it unfolds but first it's a quiet evening in Syracuse not much going on. Let's go to our reporter downtown Julie Brown
2: uh, yes hi thanks Stan yes this uh, Julie Brown I'm downtown reporting. Um, as you Give me something,
3: Julie. Something.
2: Uh, well, it's uh, well as you said. It's pretty quiet. Um, uh, there is a little bit of. St-
3: there's gotta be something, well, Julie. Give me um, something.
2: Well, we were we were discussing amongst ourselves this new uh, this new uh, candy shop. Uh, the hours seem awfully strange. We weren't sure if maybe something uh, was going on in, in the back there, and we went in to check it out. And it was really looking like, you know, something really suspicious was going on here. It turns out they're just actually really selling some candy, and they like to be open all hours. So Oh, yes, yeah. yes,
3: the new candy yeah. shop. They're called Sugar High. Yeah,
2: yeah, so we thought it was more a different kind of high going on in the back, but uh, it turns out they're just selling candy. There's, like, uh, paper dots and cowtails tails and uh, licorice whips and... Uh, so anyway, so yeah, hey Stan, so, so what do you think? Uh, it, 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 do you like red vines or, or like Twizzlers?
3: I don't like to get into that uh, controversial stuff, you know me. All right,
2: well, I'll just, I'll just guess. Uh, anyway, back to you, Stan. I'll bring some candy back to the studio.
3: All right, candy shop in Syracuse. Ah. Oh, here's something. There's a man who claims to be the most average height. Let's go to the tape.
1: Um, according to uh, all the records, I, uh, five foot nine and a quarter is perfectly average. And if you look at me on a tape measure, uh, I'm exactly five foot nine and a quarter, uh, making me perfectly average. I, I, I blend in. People don't notice me walking around. And uh, the, the best thing I have going for me is this award.
3: Is that with or without shoes?
1: Uh, that's actually uh, fully nude. That's the, that's the legitimate way to measure a person. Uh, you can't measure them with shoes on, can't have a jacket on or anything like that, because it uh, will affect the height. You slouch a little bit if you have a, a jacket on. Uh, so you got to stand uh, perfectly nude and uh, have somebody with one of them uh, flexible tape measures and just dra- drag it right up your body.
3: Wow.
1: It's an honor. It's right. an honor to
3: represent Syracuse. Where? We're glad you're doing that for us. Keeping us on the map, Syracuse. Thanks. Most average height man. All right, you know what? It's time for sports. That'll be something exciting. Uh, Jumpy Jumperson is not with us today. He's um, on a little vacation, a little mental holiday, as it were. Uh, So let's go to our uh, our sports reporter for this week, our award-worthy weather girl, Mitzi.
5: Well, hey, Stan. It's me, Mitzi. I'm out here at lovely uh, downtown Syracuse Estates, where this week in, um, um, we, um, what is it called? Something is exciting going on sports, in sports? sports? That's it. Down here in sports, we're having the Syracuse Estates annual uh, garage door races. So, uh, just to oh, paint gosh. a little picture for you, everybody is uh, in their driveways. There are Whee! some people um, wearing some go, costumes. Go, 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 go. Uh, going they're, they're practicing, um, they're going pushing, up. pushing their buttons, and, and in just a minute here, staying, uh, they'll blow, yeah. and everybody will uh, push their garage door opener, and we'll see who Get has the fastest uh, garage door in Syracuse. Look at it go. Woo! Okay, uh, Stan, it looks like they might be uh, getting ready to go. Uh, so, oh, yes, I can see lots of people uh, moving toward that button. They're getting ready. Yeah. Okay, um, oh. ready? All right.
1: Uh, All right. You got okay. this one, honey.
5: Okay. Go ahead. And, and they're off, Stan. Everybody's uh, yes. everybody's right. yes. doors are yes. Right. Yes. yes, Come on. Racing. There's Wait a minute. Yeah. You, are you, are right. you put
2: something in my door. 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 Yeah. Yeah. My door oh, is stuck. You're cheating. I already put something in my door. It's stuck. Oh, Okay. Thanks, nice. Somebody put like a squirrel in my door and it got Um, stuck.
1: Winner! Sixth year
2: in a row! Sixth Uh,
1: year in a row winner!
5: Oh my goodness! Okay. Uh, and uh, we're—I'm going to actually see if I can um, try to get through the crowd here and, and get to the uh, the Syracuse resident oh, with the with phone. the uh, fastest. Oh ah, excuse ah, me, sir, excuse me, sir. My, my <laughs> name is Mitzi. <laughs> yes. uh, hey, I'm Mitzi. From, oh. Hey, you, you suck, Judy. Judy. Okay. Nice. Um, nice. Great name. Sorry, Judy. It's the
3: weather, Mitzi. Judy, I uh, think hey, you're what's
5: lovely. Going on? Uh, congratulations on your big win Thank today. You. How do you feel? Thank you.
1: Oh, we worked for this. Uh, you know, I went to the store, got uh, brand new, fresh batteries. Uh, we greased the uh, the rails real nicely. The light bulb is fresh. Everything was working exactly like it would. Uh, this is what we trained for. This and is what we trained for. You
5: sabotaged everybody else's door, you cheater! Hey, that, that's slander. That's sl- I will sue you. Yeah. You seem so proud of yourself. I'm so proud of you. I am. Um, so would we? I think people at home are probably wondering. Would we consider this a uh, what's the word, um, A, a sport? Sport. Would we consider yes. this a sport? Okay, okay. Yes,
1: totally a sport, but totally a sport. I, I, bro- I broke a sweat. Didn't you break a sweat? I broke a sweat. Um,
5: I, no, I don't actually don't sweat. Anyway, Stan... Judy was sweating, though. Judy, you suck! Oh, Judy, you're lovely. S- okay, uh, Stan, I'm gonna send it back to you. It's getting a little rabby down here.
3: It certainly is. Stay safe out there, Mitzi. <laughs> All right, so we're getting some uh, stuff going now, aren't we? Yeah. All right, let's go over to entertainment now with our uh, entertainment reporter Frankie, who's uh, out warbling the hits, I understand.
6: Hello!
1: Frankie with the entertainment here and boy, some exciting news in Syracuse. We have finally caught up to the rest of the world and we have a brand new karaoke bar here in Syracuse uh, called Lower the Bar. Now, there's just one hitch here at this local karaoke bar stand, is that you're only allowed to sing sad songs. Now, that may seem unpleasant at first. But the bartender owner says whiskey sales through the
3: roof. That's entertainment. I'm Frankie. Thanks, Frankie. All right. Let's go back to Mitzi for the weather. How's things looking out there at the garage door races, weather-wise?
5: Actually, Stan, I might need you to send me some help. Uh, I am currently trapped inside Judy's garage. Uh, She locked me in here, and to be honest, I'm not sure at all anything about the weather outside right now because it's pitch black in here. It's just me and my microphone and Angry Judy outside. So uh, if y'all could send some help, that'd be great.
3: All right. Weather is 100% Angry Judy. Thanks, Mitzi. And now the news you could use. The Syracuse Art Museum is closing its doors because it doesn't have enough Monet. I'm Stan Wackerman, the man who knew the news before it was known to be news.
0: Winner of the 1987 Peabody Award for Broadcast Excellence. This has been The News with Stan Wackerman.
5: Radio 680
1: The Voice of Syracuse
2: Good evening ladies and gentlemen Welcome to the Psychic Corner I am your mysterious mystic from the Midwest Madame Alexandria Kalamazovsky Here to predict your future What questions are burning inside of you? What would you like me to predict for you? What successes are you hoping for that I can tell you yes or maybe? Call in and ask and I will employ any of my number of psychic devices which almost always work perfectly in predicting the future. Yes, hello.
4: Hi, uh, Madam, uh, Yes Uh I was calling i uh I just got this job uh, at a at a chemical company and uh, I, I I was wondering what my uh you know how far I can go in this company uh, they've been around quite a while and uh, I just want to see um you know do do I have a real future at this this chemical company
2: My friend, the answer is no.
4: okay um should I quit then?
2: You don't need to quit. It will be over soon. I promise.
4: Oh, well, well uh, am, am I. Am I gonna. Make your die? peace, my friend.
2: Live a happy life. What is left of it. Oh, no. Have another caller. Hello?
1: Uh, hey, uh, this is Paul. Hello, Paul. I was over at the China Dragon just a minute ago. Yes, and, I
2: know. Uh, I could tell.
1: Yeah. Cracked open on one of them, uh, fortune cookies. Ah. And, uh, it said that uh, I will find happiness on a long vacation later this year. But when I called your radio show last week, you said, I'm going to be unemployed and sad next year. Now, there's a conflict there.
2: There is indeed, my friend. The cookie. Sometimes, it is only a guess. The cookie is random. I... And not random, my friend.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I, but I like what the cookie said better.
2: I understand. But you could listen to the ki- you listen to the cookie, or you can listen to me.
1: Well, but I was able to eat the cookie, and and you're just a radio show, and I and and you make me mad.
2: Oh, I'm so sorry, my friend. I will try to make you happy again. You say you eat the cookie, yes?
1: Yes, yes, I eat the cookie.
2: That is actually a very good sign. Most people, they don't eat the cookie. They just look at the paper. Right. And they think it gives them some sort of clue, a signal to their future happiness, future goals. But if they don't eat the cookie, it is less likely to come true.
1: Sure would like to go on a vacation, though, and meet someone and have a lot of money.
2: I understand, my friend. Let me engage one of my psychic devices. Okay. This is... Fairly new and rarely tested, but I have tried it a few times and I'm getting really good at it. Hold on. I'm going okay. to put on my psychic tap shoes. Oh, wow. Yes. One moment. All right. Ooh. My shoes are on. I am tapping.
1: Look at you go. Tapping.
2: Oh, yes. By the movement of the shoes. See, I have no control over this, my friend. Yeah. The shoes act on their own. They're telling like me a story. The story tells me you... We'll be going to Buffalo. Yeah? Yes.
1: Wait a minute.
2: And you will be playing shuffleboard uh, on vacation.
1: I'm gonna shuffle off to Buffalo?
2: My friend, the shoes do not lie. Th-
1: thank you, Madam Klemenowski.
2: Pack your bags.
1: You, you, th- thank you. Cookie didn't. Cookie was kind of stale anyway.
2: Bye. Uh, I sent another caller.
3: Hello. Hi, this is William Thudwacker with no cola, the non-cola. I've gone ahead and mailed you our newest non-cola drink. And there's a package right there yes, on your desk. Yes, I test. know. Go ahead open I knew it, it was up. I coming
2: and I knew you were calling. That's why I have it open and ready right in front of me, my friend.
3: All right, go, go ahead, give it a taste and see if you like it.
2: I can already tell you, I, without tasting it, I probably won't like it.
3: Well, it's the delicious combination of flavors of cranberry and yellow squash.
2: Yes, I am allergic to yellow squash.
3: We're called it squash.
2: (laughs) My friend, I can predict for you right now that you will not be successful with this drink combination.
3: Okay, that's what I wanted to find out. Thanks. I've been William Dunwacker with No Cola, the non
2: Thank you, William. Thank you so much for calling in and for sending the sample. Please keep trying. Ladies and gentlemen, that is all I have time for tonight. Remember, if you would like to come to the AstroGuide store, I do personalized readings and deep tissue readings, which I'm getting quite good at, and... Pay no attention to the police report where they came in and invaded the place that one time. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. And remember, look to the stars.
0: We are the voice of Syracuse. Depend on Radio 680.
1: Syracuse. This is Lance Hammer, and welcome to Pillow, pillow Talk. Talk
6: at- and I'm Perry, the talking pillow. Yes, hello,
1: Perry. It's good to have you here again. We are the show for lovers in Syracuse lovers who love, lovers who would love to be loved, and lovers without love. Give us a call. If you're
6: out there and you're with someone you love, turn us on, and we'll help turn you. Uh,
1: that's really over the line, I think, Barry. But if there is somebody out there who would love to make a, a dedication to somebody out there that they that they love, uh, that's the purpose of Pillow Talk. Just call us on the Radio 680 hotline. Let's go to the love lines now. Hello, you're on Pillow Talk.
4: Hi. Uh, my name is uh, Henry. Hi, Henry. Hi, Henry.
6: I'm Perry the Talking Pillow. Hi. Uh,
4: hi. Uh, Perry, uh, uh, I was, I was calling, I, uh, I want to make a dedication to, uh, someone who is, uh, very close to me, uh, but doesn't really know that, uh... Are
6: they right I, next to you right now? Uh,
4: not that close, but, uh, uh... That'd
6: be, that'd be pretty close.
4: Yeah, that, that would be very close. Uh, but not, not that close, uh, so, so someone who's not that close to you. Gotcha. Right, uh, but, but close to my heart. A complete uh,
6: stranger. S- well, uh, in is some it your, ways. Is it your cardiologist?
4: Actually, you know, I don't think Perry, this
6: person knows who he's talking about.
1: I don't think he does either, Perry. I'm
4: it's actually, good... you're right, Perry. It's my cardiologist. Huh? Now I th- this this remarkable young man keeps touching my chest and telling me how much he's worried about my heart and all this thi- these things. So he's showing genuine care for me. I don't think and, that's a cardiologist.
1: Uh, I think that's something else.
4: Uh, I, well, listen, I uh, I just want uh, to give him a confused uh, chiropractor,
1: possibly. <laughs> possibly
4: it, it could be but I really it's it's a guy who works looks at my heart yeah and and it's a young man and I think he's a he's fine uh, fine gentleman and I'm starting to have feelings quite honestly all
1: right all right so your dedication to him what is it what is it you want him to know
4: uh well uh, I wanna uh, what's that song uh I want to know what love is.
1: I think we can find that in the library, Henry, and I hope that you and your cardiologist have more than just a professional relationship or chiropractor or accountant or whoever the hell this guy is.
6: Yeah, I hope that uh, when things go south, you can have a stroke with him.
1: (laughs) Thank you very much for your call. Let's uh, go back to the phone lines uh, for another dedication of love here on Pillow Talk. Hello, you're on the radio.
2: Yeah. Hi. Hi. Thanks. Hi. Hello.
1: Good evening. You're very uh, enthusiastic tonight. Huh? I
2: am. You have no idea.
1: On a late Syracuse evening, please.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, so my name is Chrissy Ann, and uh, I just, I know this is a little bit different than what you all are used to, but so I'm calling. I want to dedicate a song to my ex husband, Bobby Aww. Joe. This yeah, is that's yes. right. Your ex husband. Really nice. Yeah, he's my ex now, and we finally got this crap taken care of today, and I'm so excited, and I've been thinking all day, like, what should I do? I want to go out before I go out with my friends, so I'm like, I'm going to call in that show. You used to call in the show and have songs played for us all. All the time and it was really romantic but now he's a jerk and he's out of my life so I want to do one last dedication to him. Would you please play You're the Reason Our Kids Are Ugly by Loretta Lynn and Conway Twitty.
1: Well, we, we, can, we can get that on for you. Of course, you know, we all know that the reason anyone calls Pillow Talks is because they have a secret burning love still for somebody. Now, I, I don't know if that's really hidden inside you.
2: Nope, it's all gone. Nope, nothing's hidden. Nope, not, it's all gone. I had it all excised. If there's anything less, I'll just get, I'll get it all cut out surgically
6: if I have to.
1: Perry, this sounds like a woman in love to me.
6: It surely does, I think we should play the song for it all
1: right, we appreciate everyone in Syracuse tonight, particularly the lovers out there. For I am
6: yeah, going out there with the person that you love, why even even my co-host right here, I saw him out at Giuseppe's pizza just last night with a young lady I've never seen him with before
1: this is This is true, Perry I, I wish you wouldn't follow me around like that.,
6: Well, I just happened to be at Giuseppe's pizza getting some pizza
1: are you getting paid for this plug perry is this
6: maybe
1: have a good night lovers this is, <laughs> <laughs> this is... Uh, i'm lance hammer and this
6: oh, damn. <laughs>
1: good... good night
6: <laughs>
0: Radio 680, the voice of Syracuse.
3: The city has a thousand stories. Backstabbers, two-faces, leaping lizards. In the space between lawlessness and righteousness comes one man who has his own rule book. Elliot Steele, gunshot, gumshoe. Tonight's episode, if you get sick at the airport you'll have a terminal illness. In the previous episode, Elliot and Wendy were headed at top speed to City Airport to try to intercept villains Darren and Stella before they flee the country.
5: Darren and Stella, don't you get on that plane.
1: Or what? Oh, darn it. He's right, Wendy. We forgot the or what.
4: Fool, you should always have an or what? Yeah. Even I'm not stupid enough to forget the or-what.
1: If you shout, don't get on the plane, you really need an or-what to follow it up with.
5: All right, get off my back. It's my first chase scene. I'm the one who figured out you were headed to the airport.
1: She's right. I guess the Greyhound races.
5: This is
2: a riveting conversation and all, but we're one step ahead of you again.
4: See ya, Steel. We're gonna make like a skunk and Peru. What?
2: What? What? (laughs)
5: You did file your flight plan with air traffic control, right? You try taking off without it, and they'll scramble F-15s and take you down toot-sweet.
1: Oh, I love it when you speak Italian. French. French.
5: Darren, you blockhead. The flight
2: to Peru was the most important part. How could you forget to file a flight plan?
1: She's right. You should always have a flight plan and an or what?
4: (laughs) All right, Darren and Stella. It's the end of the road for you two. Put them up. Great work,
5: Polunsky.
4: I wouldn't have caught up with them without you, Wendy.
5: I'm just a citizen doing my job, Lieutenant.
1: We should have more citizens like you. That's right. You should always have an or what, a flight plan, and more citizens like you.
5: The citizens of this city appreciate your service.
1: Uh, uh, all right, okay. I think we get the idea. The show is still called Elliot Steel, you know?
4: Nah, go iron your socks.
3: Another successful case closed in the story of this city's seventh most popular private eye. Tune in next time for another adventure in crime fighting on Elliot Steele, Gut Shot Gum Shoe.
0: Radio 680 now concludes another broadcasting day. Today's programming was improvised by the cast of the Portuguese Rodeo Clown Company Mark C. Holden, Johnny Molson, Patrick Russell, Mary Kate Smith, and Mary Young. Radio 680 broadcasts in the public interest from a transmitter located in Syracuse, USA, with a license granted under the authority of the Federal Podcasting Commission. Any resemblance to an actual radio station is remarkable. Please subscribe to this podcast and leave a big, fat five-star review. No portion of this program may be rebroadcast without express written consent from the Commissioner of Major League Baseball. Our internet home is Radio680.com.